Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Glad to have you here with us today. So I am really excited about this episode because this issue that we're talking about today is something that is a very common. Let's just put it that way. Um, So many of my clients deal with it um, much more than probably any other issue. Um, And I know a lot of you out there deal with it. So that's why we're going to do kind of an entire episode on this particular um, area. And that is talking about constipation. Yay. (laughs) So if you know me, you know, I love to talk poop anyway. Um, And if you aren't pooping, that is an issue for your health on a lot of levels. So we want to get you pooping, you know, a good amount. Um, So I brought on today's guest. Her name is Marika Stein, and she is a functional nutritionist and hormone expert, helping women with fertility issues, hormonal acne, or other hormonal imbalance or disorders. Her motto is don't accept feeling just okay. You deserve better. You can find her at marikastein.com. Welcome, Marika. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So excited that you're here talking about this subject that nobody actually wants to talk about, but oh, gosh, everybody's yeah. worried about, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, I definitely want to kind of talk about why this is an area that you focus on, um, but let's just like start at the basics because I'm not sure that everybody understands like what is defined as constipation. So maybe start there. Yeah, that's also what I was actually um, looking at when when we uh, we made up this meeting, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually, when you when you look on the internet, interestingly, there's a definition that says that if you have less than three bowel movements uh, per week, mm. uh, you're considered yes. consti- being constipated. Yeah. And okay. I totally don't agree with this and I think you don't either. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I've been dealing with constipation almost like most of my life. Uh, and I actually never, I mean, that's the thing, right? If you're constipated, um, you actually might not know you are because you, you, for you, it's just normal. Right. And you, you have, you've never known any better. So yep. you just think it's normal and, also many women actually have constipation mm-hmm. so when you talk to friends or there's all these commercials on tv about laxatives so it seems uh, such a like normal thing that mm-hmm. you wouldn't even question it or think it might be um, causing maybe other health issues um, on on the go right right so yeah I, I that just makes me think about this friend that I have that one time we were having this conversation and I think she you know, said she went to the bathroom once every three to four days. And she was like, that's just my normal. Like, that's not, you know, and I was like, I get it that it's your normal because that's what's been happening for you. But that isn't necessarily um, good for your body. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, give me a hard conversation to have with people. 
Yeah, I mean, it's also when you basically bring this up, then basically the, the questioning happens, right? And, yeah. and, and first, they don't want to believe you. And they just, and then if you, well, I mean, now I can say for myself, I've been constipated most of my life. And mm -hmm. now I am able to go to the bathroom every day. Mm -hmm. So that's a great achievement. That's for, huge. For yeah. Yeah. So what, what did your constipation look like? Like how, how many days would you go? Um, I mean, as a child, I couldn't even say, I think it was actually really bad because I remember that my mom used to give me enemas. Oh, um, wow. And then when I, when I was an adult, um, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe I could go to the bathroom like three times per week. Mm -hmm. You know, I would probably <laughs> would have fit in right in that, um, and then, I mean, what still happens though, when I go traveling, for instance, I will get constipated, but we yeah. can talk about that. A little I bit. definitely want to talk about that because people always, you know, ask me about that, you know, and they're like, why does this happen? So, yeah. Um, yeah. well, so what are some of the things that you started to do for yourself to help with your constipation? Well, the first thing I actually did was changing my diet. And I, I kind of noticed quite early uh, already when I, when I was eating my vegetables, mm -hmm. my poop was also getting better. And mm -hmm. um, when I was moving my body, when I was um, walking, exercising, um, I could see the effect also on, on my digestion. So um, mm -hmm. those were basically the, the first things I did in my early teens, basically kind mm -hmm. of noticing I need to, I need to have my vegetables. <laughs> I get that fiber. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, exactly. So get that fiber and mm -hmm. um, yeah. And also basically move your body out, but I'm also kind of a nervous person. So that's, <laughs> that's also linked to constipation, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, basically kind of walking it off and kind of mm. walking off that nervousness. I think that, that probably, um, that probably also, so helped. Yeah, I love, I just want to like put a little exclamation point on that point of yours, because I think that, you know, we were so caught up with exercise being this thing for like around our weight and weight loss and all of that. And exercise is such an important part of so many systems in our bodies, including, you know, keeping things moving, like our body needs to move in, in order to keep things moving. Um, and what a difference that can make for people, you know, and I don't think people necessarily go to that place first when they're constipated thinking about that. Definitely. And, and what I see often with my clients as well, when I suggest exercise, um, often it's a, it's an issue of time or maybe not feeling sporty, but I mean, you don't have to it's just basically walking every day mm -hmm. that can that can be so that can already be a lot yeah or walk after your meal like yeah, especially your exactly. nighttime meal yeah go for uh, you know in, instead of, instead of um driving um somewhere go 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 on foot Mm -hmm. to grocery shopping on foot or I mean okay I do live in Europe I know, <laughs> I know it's, like, it's a little different than the U.S. I mean there's parts of the U.S. I wanted to do awesome. that when I, I lived in the States for a short while and uh when where I, did, I was where like did okay you live? I'm, I'm ready to go grocery shopping with my backpack and they were like uh yeah no. <laughs> they're like good luck with that where did you live I was in Boston oh okay were you in the city or were you like kind of in the outskirts? Um, in the suburbs. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely not as much of an option for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and hot. 
in the summers. Well, I mean, I, I noticed myself there was actually no pathway. So, yeah, you know, not an option. I was determined and <laughs> wanting to go. And uh, basically, I know it's okay. Either I'm going to like walk on the highway between the cars or I'm just going to go in the car. And go oh, and my God. So. I hear you. My mom is German and it was a big, you know, like a wake up call to her when she moved to the United States, especially like it, she got stuck in like every small town in the South. And there mm-hmm. was definitely no, no sidewalks. <laughs> like that one no, did not no, exist. No. Yeah. It's not very um, walking friendly. But yeah, I mean, it can be just so, so little things. And I know many people are lacking time or are maybe also not feeling fit, but it, it's just basically respecting where you are right now mm-hmm. and, and starting it off slowly. I mean, and basically just go with what you can do and, and, um, it will, it will improve. And I mean, just even walking can also have an effect on weight loss um, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that definitely uh, moving, but so those were basically the, the main things I was doing when I was kind of in my teens, uh, kind of trying to eat more vegetables and mm-hmm. also trying to, to drink enough water. I mean, at that time, looking back at my, um, I, f- I thought I was eating very healthy, but I was actually um, not. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, what what was not eating healthy looking like, well, so people understand? Yeah, I was I was basically eating lots of sugar. Um, mm-hmm. I back then I was thinking that I needed to eat tons of fruit to get my vitamins, so I was eating tons of fruit and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was also eating lots of carbs, basically, you know, like uh, bread, that's a typical German uh, breakfast cereal, um, mm-hmm. oats, I mean, I and a lot like of people eating. think they have to eat that stuff to get fiber, right? Like that's kind of yeah. because all of these companies have advertised that these things are high fiber, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's actually not where you want to. Yeah, of, that's what you have. What that's what you that's really healthy. And if yeah. you actually look at how much sugar that there, there is yeah. in there, it's yeah. it's yeah. It's, and not uh, that brand is definitely not good for everybody's body either. No, <laughs> it can lead to the constipation too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then, what um, next steps after you worked on diet and exercise? What was sort of the next level of working with your constipation? Well, I think and. I've also dealt with um, migraines basically ever since the age of three mm-hmm. and they were really bad when I was little. Wow. Um, and then kind of when I, when I got older, I, I got a little bit better managing it, but basically it meant taking ibuprofen um, mm. right at the onset of, yeah. uh, you know, when, when I was, when a headache would come up and that would help. Um, yeah. But basically like in the past years, like uh, I, I've, I haven't gotten much headaches anymore. And uh, basically what helped me with that is was really, I eat a lot of fatty fish um, mm. and that helped me a lot with my hormones. And I mean, just looking back now, knowing all that I know now, mm. I, I can just see that I, I've been inflamed all my life. I mean, basically I had, I had the migraines, I was constipated. I was always um, basically I had this kind of, extended belly all the time um so I was really um yeah feeling insecure about you know wearing a bathing suit or anything and and trying to lose weight although I wasn't overweight 
Right. So I always thought like, oh my gosh, why is this belly not going away until, you know, actually at one point I just understood that my intestines were swollen. Yeah, absolutely. Full and and swollen. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, so important that people don't necessarily equate inflammation with, you know, migraines or with constipation. Um, You know, I feel like inflammation a lot of times is just this thing that people, you know, know of like when you hurt yourself or like it's connected to heart disease and stuff like that. But like inflammation is really, you know, comes from these sort of daily things that we're doing with our bodies. Right. Yeah, Um, definitely. And we have a lot of control there. Yeah, basically, um, diet can can do a lot, a lot. I mean, as I said, basically, and I also grew up in this thought of, you know, fat free and low fat is great. So um, when once you actually overcome that, and I started eating all the fats, I also, I actually had so much food freedom, I felt Mm. that I could actually eat everything I wanted and as much as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it tasted so good. Mm-hmm. So I was just so happy when I, uh, I think in my early 30s, I discovered like the paleo style diet. Mm-hmm. And, and ever since then, I mean, I still do get sometimes headaches. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's just, you know, I, I used to have them like several times per month. Wow. Maybe per week. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, I get them a, maybe a headache every every three months or maybe even every six months. So it, it depends, but um, it's, it's really, and I, now I, I do know this inflammation going on. So I kind of have my tools to, to work, uh, to work with that. Right. And, and I love that, you know, I think one of the reasons I do this podcast and, and, you know, I think that we both do the work that we do is to teach people to connect to their body signals. Right. Because the more that you're sort of like tuning in, you will understand over time, like when your body has this signal to you, it's like, oh, I got to maybe pull back, you know, maybe I'm under too much stress, or maybe I've kind of gone off of my way of eating a little too much. And I need to like hone back in and doing it from a loving place rather than like, I have to restrict myself. You know, it's a, it's such a beautiful thing when you're like, oh, I know that this does not make me feel good. And so I'm going to. And and, and that's, I think also what I see with my clients, like sometimes in the first sessions, they have so many aha moments where they basically say like, oh my gosh, I did, I never thought this would be related or um, so, I mean, that, that's also what makes this work so exciting. I find to, um, to really actually help people connecting the dots and kind of connect with their, their bodies and kind of own their, their health journey uh, from that. So that's, that's really great. Love it. Yeah. Um, so any other like big things around constipation in particular that people should be aware of? Well, yeah, I mean, hormonal, I mean, your podcast is hormonally speaking, Mm -hmm. right. And Mm -hmm. hormones can, uh, can be highly impacted by constipation as well, because what, what's happening is, um, and also toxicity, uh, so basically what's happening is um, the longer our food um, and the waste products are mm-hmm. sitting in our colon, the more bacterial degradation is happening. So, I mean, our feces don't only contain uh, food waste, but also toxins and 
um, if we're taking medication. So, so basically there's a lot of not so nice stuff in there that we really want to get right. out. Every get day. it out. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and why is that impacting our hormones is um, because we also have basically our recycled hormones are also sitting in the feces. So our body or actually our liver is recycling the hormones that have been used and kind of packaging them up, mm -hmm. uh, making them water soluble. Uh, and then they get evacuated in the feces and um, are, yeah. So basically once, um, once we get constipated and they, they just keep on sitting in the colon, uh, that's that at that time they can actually um, get reabsorbed into our bloodstream. And that's, um, well, if you really want to know how that works, is basically um, this packaging that I said, it's, it's, you know, our liver is kind of packaging up the, the hormones into the, into the feces. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and then we have this bacteria in the gut that we, uh, that's known as the estrobolome. So kind of a estrogen and microbiome together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they basically for, um, further process these compounds so that they can get excreted. And then if our estrobolome is not healthy for different reasons, um, there's an enzyme that's called beta-glucuronidase um, that increases and that will basically unpackage mm -hmm. uh, the estrogen and that way it can get reabsorbed in, in, our, um, in our bloodstream and that then will kind of create confusion to our um, to the hypothalamus basically to, to our um, hormone glands that uh, endocrine glands that are kind of managing the, the overall hormone um, production in our body basically thinking oh there's actually estrogen there so um do i need to produce more or not or mm -hmm. so that that can create a create a um a situation of uh, hormonal imbalance and um yeah and that's basically estrogen dominance can also uh, be a reason for migraines for instance mm -hmm. so or pms or yeah, I mean, yeah. you've probably talked about this before. Mm -hmm. but it kind of, it's always kind of like a vicious cycle and everything is connected, right? Yep, totally. So, yeah. um, and the yeah, impact once, on the liver again, right? Once like it has been that, you know, estrogen has been released and goes back through the bloodstream and has to be dealt with the liver again, you know? So like our poor livers are like working so hard dealing with yes. everything. Um, and, you know, this is why I, I mean, I focus so much, you know, in, on this podcast on liver health, on gut health and on adrenal health, um, because all three of those are just key to, to dealing with hormone imbalances. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I'm really glad that you brought up the estrobolome. You know, I talk a lot to people about how important gut health is to your hormones and they don't tend to understand exactly why, you know, and I mean, there's several different factors, but that's a huge one. Like if your microbiome is off, your estrobolome is off, then you're going to be, you know, having, releasing that estrogen. It's not going to get out of your body. It's going to go back up in the bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, basically I think that's, that's yeah. so many things that, um, 
I mean, there's so many basic things that can cause constipation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like just not drinking enough water. Yeah, <laughs> um, drink it. <laughs> and a lack of fiber, as you already mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, also, yeah, some, what I see in some of my clients, they actually they're taking painkillers all the time because mm. they they get uh, they have IBS, they they get the back cramping, they're constipated, they get um, headaches. Mm -hmm. um so they take they take um ibuprofen or advil or basically yeah painkillers mm -hmm. and i mean medication has such a bad effect on the i mean some people know it's kind of bad for the stomach yeah. but it, i mean it's really it's it's kind of it's a toxin and it, and basically yeah anti-inflammatories actually can inflame your body uh, on the long run so if you take one every six months that's probably not gonna be that bad for you but if you take them all the time yeah. you will actually create a situation of inflammation in, in your microbiome um, that you don't want to have yeah it makes the situation worse just like yeah. as fuel to the fire for sure yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah and then also what i see in in clients a lot is um struggling with um, blood sugar issues so um if you're and and then a blood your blood sugar can be imbalanced due to your diet if you're eating as i was doing you know too many carbs mm -hmm. too much sugar basically but it can also be um from yeah inflammation in your gut it can basically come from um underlying inf inflammation or uh, causes uh, of uh, inflammation that you might that people might not be aware of mm -hmm. uh, especially in the gut i think many people um, actually don't pay much attention to or they don't actually think they would have a problem although they're um they have a lot of gas or they, they actually i mean if you actually start asking the, these questions they go like oh yeah actually yeah. I, i'm i do have gas and yeah uh, yeah i actually have that yeah you, now that you asked but um <laughs> i know i think ma many people are just it's like talking about poop it's just not a nice topic and you just right. kind of go over it and don't talk about it and yeah um kind of um uh, how you say that again like blend it out <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's funny because i just as you were talking i was like yeah i will always ask the clients first off like you know how's your digestion they're like oh pretty good and then i'll say <laughs> so do you have gas oh well yes yeah, some you know maybe a little bit more than i'd like and i'm like are you bloated well sometime <laughs> and it's just hilarious right because it's like <laughs> so that means your digestion is actually not okay <laughs> but i get it we don't it's not something that we talk about generally in polite society right and so um i think it's definitely hard for people to sort of dive into that and yet it tells us so much information right like so yeah, so it's, it's not a, like a dinner conversation or something you would right. discuss like ask people about when you go to a party or something like yeah a, you know just like a general topic yeah. Or maybe if you go to like a, a meeting with a nutritionist nutritionist it's definitely a dinner <laughs> <You> conversation <know. laughs> like so let's talk more about poop <laughs> um can you talk a little bit about the role of stress too with constipation yeah oh yeah yeah so i mean i i already mentioned the the traveling um mm -hmm. and like i'm as a nature i'm i'm a very nervous person mm -hmm. like kind of um introvert but inside nervous mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and that's the thing like it's kind of this holding on to things and that's mm. what happens with constipation as mm. well right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. that 
I, I think people with this kind of profile where you actually are not really getting things out mm-hmm. um, or saying things that mm-hmm. bother you, um, mm. that actually has an impact on your, on your microbiome. It's actually also sometimes just a posture of kind of being cramped up and um, yes, and the vagus nerve is mm-hmm. one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Tell, well. tell us more about that because that's such a hot and important topic that I think a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Um, so I, I can also talk about myself again, because mm. um, I was going through a situation of very high stress. And I think I was my um, my osteopath was basically my being my best friend at that time. I think I went to see him almost every week. Wow. And what he was actually doing was he was unblocking my intestines mm, yes, and my liver. And so, and, and that helped me so much because nice. basically what happens is when uh, you're kind of cramping up and your digestion is, your digestive tract is not, well, you basically, you get all this pain in your shoulders mm-hmm. and you get, you know, your, your neck gets blocked. And, and so the vagus nerve is basically what helps our, um, how our microbiome is um, communicating with our brain. Mm-hmm. And so the vagus nerve, it starts, you know, kind of behind the ears and it goes through the neck and then all the way through the digestive tract uh, down. So basically um, things that you might not notice, like, you know, maybe just clenching or just emotional stress mm-hmm. Um, clenching teeth at night Mm -hmm. which is a sign again of um, being nervous being stressed Um, those basically all affect the vagus nerve of of course and also then on the other hand if you have a lot of um, yeah if you have a lot of unrest uh, like a dysbiosis going and you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of these bacteria kind of I always say it's kind of like you know you're imagine your brain has basically all the, is getting all this chatter from your microbiome mm. all day where, you know, it's like uh, 200 ducks kind of chattering away. So it's kind of, it's really exhausting. Right. Um, <laughs> I like that so, image. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically that's why um tending to our vagus nerve and mm-hmm. kind of also doing maybe other things like, um, you know, seeing an osteopath or mm-hmm. um, doing foot reflexology, for mm. instance, or yeah, those things can, can really help um, understanding also yourself. I think yeah. foot, foot rex, reflexology is really great actually um, at pointing or understanding which organs are kind of out of balance mm-hmm. and you will actually you will make connections uh, there really understanding your own body that's right. why also I really love that a lot right because for those that haven't done it it's basically like the different points on the bottom of your feet and top of your feet connect to different organs right yes and yeah. so you can usually often feel you know, more pain in the areas that there's stuff going on with your organs. And just as a quick side note, um, a few, probably about 10 years ago now, I did a, um, a coal walk. Have you heard of those where it's like basically hot coals? Yeah. The hot coals, oh, you know? Wow. Yeah. And you know, it was a whole like day long thing. We did all this, like these trust exercises to get to that place. 
And then we did the coal walk at the end. And it was fascinating because the instructor said, you know, sort of like pay attention to the parts of your feet that really get the most burned or what doesn't, because the same thing as reflexology, like it tends to be the spots that have the most you know, impact to them are the organs that are having issues. So I thought that was, yeah, pretty fascinating. Right. It's always, I mean, it, as we said, it's all interconnected. Right. Um, and I do want to say that I'm so glad you brought up the like physical manipulation aspect, because I found this with clients too. Like sometimes we do all the stuff, right. We work on the microbiome, we work on like stress, we work on, you know, diet and getting enough water and they're still, they're getting better, but they still have some level of constipation. And I've really found, um, you know, referring them to some kind of practitioner that can work on their, you know, the physical aspects of the gut. So visceral manipulation or osteopath, that kind of thing um, can be life-changing too. Yeah. And I think uh, stress, stress uh, techniques, um, tr- stress releasing techniques uh, can of course have, have a good impact, like, mm-hmm. you know, like EFT or mm-hmm. also yoga. I mean, I think everyone needs to kind of find the one that works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. But yeah, definitely that, that part um, is, is very important as well. I agree. And what about um, with the vagus nerve? What are some of your favorite like ways to, to work with it or stimulate it? Well, I'm actually, I actually like to use essential oils a lot. Mm. Um, so I'm using um, like a parasympathetic blend mm-hmm. um, that I also basically apply behind my ears before I eat. Oh, um, cool. And that kind of helps putting me um, also improving my digestion in the sense that I, I will be in parasympathetic state yep. when, uh, when I'm eating. Um, yes. Cause so many of us are stuck in our sympathetic state because we're eating yes. on the go or just not calming down to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And even also what I, uh, so I work a lot with um, women who basically ha- just have little kids with busy moms. And, um, and I mean, often like a family meal for them means actually um, feeding the kids and kind of shoving in food at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they actually couldn't, couldn't say at the end of the meal, I actually they, they wouldn't even know what they have did I dinner. taste anything <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah and I mean yeah sometimes life's not perfect right and right. you can try to do like all the right things but um yeah sometimes you just need some I like to use hacks as well and, and some shortcuts when I can. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you are you up for sharing what's in your parasympathetic uh, essential oil mix um, it's, it's actually, I used the one from, um, vibrant blue oil. So I oh, actually okay. made, made my own. Um, okay. so they sell it as a mix, but I, um, yeah, since I live in Europe, um, it's kind of difficult to get them shipped. Gotcha. Um, so it's lime, uh-huh. uh, lime essential oil and okay. clove. Oh, okay. So you, you could basically just get one of each and just yeah. put it on your, um, you know, on your fingers and basically you just put a drop on your finger and rub it behind your ear. Nice. I love that. That's thank you for sharing that. That's a really cool little, <laughs> yeah, little okay. hack there. Um, and I was going to add one of the things that I do is I have one of those like handheld back massagers. Mm-hmm. And for me, before I go to sleep, I actually run it kind of at the base of my skull to just trigger, you know, getting into the parasympathetic nervous system, um, 
you know, especially with, I feel like with sleep issues, which so many people have like turning off, getting out of that sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic. So now I'm going to add some essential oils to that mix too. And I mean, there's other essential oils that are more like calming nature, like Mm -hmm. frankincense or lavender. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would sometimes also like here where the uh, pituitary gland is, Mm -hmm. I would sometimes just you know, massage a little bit of maybe um, frankincense uh, mm-hmm. on, on it. Okay. And for um, those that are listening and not watching, basically the pituitary is, you know, where you would think your thir- third eye would be, essentially. Yeah, so- it's kind of, um, if you go um, between your ear, your eyes, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, if <laughs> you kind too. of go, go up with your finger, you will mm-hmm. kind of find a little, like mm-hmm. a dip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's funny. Yeah, mine's for so- actually lower down than yours. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you figure out where your dip is. It's interesting because for so long, I was like the pituitary and the third eye are the same thing. And then like I did all this research and it's not supposed to be there's your, um, oh, it's something else that is connected with your third eye. But I think of them as being in the same area. And, you know, if you're spiritually inclined at all, and if you know about third eye, like I just, because the pituitary and hypothalamus are so powerful, right. And oversee our endocrine system. I'm just like, I like that connection in my mind. (laughs) I don't know that that's really truth, but it's kind of an easier way to remember where it is. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And you will probably also, I mean, I actually have days where I feel really tense, basically I have physical mm. tension here and uh-huh. you actually are drawn to kind of actually, you know, putting Rubbing your finger it. and massaging it. I love that. So, and what I also use is uh, like a black roll. I don't know if you have what is one. That? It's kind of a, it's a foam roller. Okay. So I use that also on my neck mm. uh, if it gets really stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of massaging the fascia in your muscles. Mm-hmm. So that helps as well. Good and stuff. there's another blend I use sometimes on my neck is uh, the inflammatory blend. That's mm. also from Vibrant Blue Oils. Okay. Do you know what's in that one? Um, no big deal. I can, I can put it in the notes, but I was just wondering if you knew. Uh, not by heart, no. Okay. I'll put it in the, no- in the show notes so yeah. people can look it up. I, I, can, I, can, uh, I can share the link. Yeah. Very cool. I know a lot of people, I mean, like you said, you know, I mean, we're just trying to do our best. And so having little extra help, you know, and little hacks is very helpful a lot of the time. Um, especially something, you know, that I think essential oils like really do bring us really fast sort of, you know, into that parasympathetic state or just kind of out of the stress that we're in. Right. Because they hit our, the, the nose so quickly. And so, um, it's, it's very powerful and helpful. Yeah. And actually that's a difference, you know, the, um, so the, um, between which nostril you're using. Mm. So the left one is actually, uh, the, you know, basically the, the left and the right nostril, they are Mm -hmm. connected to the left and right side of the brain. Okay. So if you, if you want to calm down, you would actually, um, use the left side of your brain so you're kind of blocking the other one uh no it's the right side sorry right (laughs) i think a right side is creative right is more creative so that's maybe parasympathetic i don't even know 
Yeah, so yeah. you basically want to block the other one out mm -hmm. um, and then sniff mm -hmm. uh, right from the bottle. So that's, that seems to be actually the most effective. And then, mm -hmm. of course, applying directly like on the Vegas sniff. Or you can also apply them to your feet. Mm. Like, um, you know, you could do liver detox and apply some oils on your liver, on your feet, right? Yeah. Or for your kids even, because that way you're, you're sure you're not like having any, I mean, that's kind of a safe way to, to test them as well on your skin, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. And I always find, I feel like kids and pets respond to these things so much faster, even than adults do, because they don't, they're not like trying to override it with their you know, their left brain or the, the brain yeah, saying like, be, this, yeah. you know, this doesn't work or whatever. So, um, yeah, kids, kids usually respond pretty fast to stuff like that for sure. Um, wow. That's amazing. So I do have one question, you know, what happens when like you try all the things like kind of all the things we've talked about and you're still struggling with constipation, are there any particular like products or supports that you say, okay, for a little while, we're going to, you know, use this to like get things moving as we work on the deeper issues. Yeah. Well, it's still not rich to laxatives because your body really gets used to them. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, magnesium, um, citrate is mm -hmm. what I usually don't recommend actually, um, taking because it's like not the best, best form of magnesium, but it right. does really help uh, mm -hmm. against constipation. Mm -hmm. And then um, aloe vera is also mm, great, uh, mm -hmm. aloe vera juice, but really then take a tablespoon of the juice before, before your meals. Mm, mm -hmm. um, or yeah, it also exists in forms of capsules, I think. So mm -hmm. but I, I think in, in general, kind of, you know, dialing it back and seeing, okay, what, what are the things that are causing inflammation? So it can be food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. And you said we would basically um, work on all the, gut things and maybe mm -hmm. are, are there any food sensitivities that will cause inflammation or mm -hmm. um you know somebody taking lots of um, painkillers or mm -hmm. medication um i mentioned the blood sugar um mm -hmm. uh yeah basically also have your thyroid checked mm, yes i think we didn't mention this because yeah. the, like really important hypothyroid uh, can be such can cause um basically weight gain it will basically slow down your slow down everything yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. and then constipation will also be one of the um one of the symptoms mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah i think other other than that i mean yeah you want to have sufficient um stomach acid of course um but that also would be part of the kind of the gut healing i guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um just in general work on stress um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's lots of areas to kind of deal with for most people, right. You know, it takes, it can take a minute. Um, but then it all starts to really work together. Um, and I mean, as you mentioned, even for you, you know, when you were a teen, just shifting your diet and moving started to help. And then you sort of worked on these different layers and now you are to where you are, which is, you know, incredible considering, the type of constipation that you dealt with for a good chunk of your life. Right. Yeah. And the fact that you go daily now. And so, you know, I, I always like to tell people like there's hope, even if they have had this pattern for so much of their life. 
Yeah, and I mean, what what comes basically just coming back to the microbiome, I think mm -hmm. sometimes or often it's kind of a lack of the bifidobacteria. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to be honest, now we're, we're also going towards like a more low carb kind of yeah. diet. But that also comes often with low bifidobacteria in mm -hmm. the gut. Mm -hmm. So that's maybe something that you want to consider supplementing or focus on mm -hmm. foods like fermented foods that, that might uh, bring in these bacteria. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think, yeah, probably have, doing like a, you know, not constantly take probiotics, but basically um, do you like a, you know, three month round and then stop mm -hmm. and maybe do another one. Mm -hmm. I think that that can definitely help as well uh, a lot with constipation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And finding the right ones for, yeah, absolutely. Cause I, I go to the other, you know, uh, extreme, um, I've always tended towards, well, I had pretty good stools before all of my stuff went down, but if it was going to be bad, it was going to be looser stools, you know? And so you definitely kind of have to figure out the right strains of bacteria, depending on what's going on in your system. Um, cause yeah. I know like for a lot of my clients, I'll use megaspore biotic, you know, but with constipation, that's not always the best place to start. Cause I know for some people it can constipate that or worsen their constipation. Yes. Yeah, it's true. I've, I've taken that one as well. And uh, mm -hmm. I really needed to respect the dose actually, but it's true that it didn't have, um, you know, I've taken other um, probiotics before mm -hmm. that had like a better effect yeah. on my, um, on my digestion. Yeah. On motility. Yeah. Yeah. So we're bio-individual, right? Yes. <laughs> we got to try these different things. Um, well, this was amazing and so, so helpful for people. I'm so glad that you came on and talked about this. Yeah, you know, this was fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, um, I mean, I, you know, again, I love talking about poop, but like, <laughs> I, like I said, in the beginning, this issue is so pervasive in our, you know, Western society, I don't know if it is so much an Eastern society, but like, I'd say, you know, in the U S and then probably in Europe too, it's such a um, common thing. And so, um, it, it really is at the seat of our health, right. To be pooping yes. <laughs> a, a good amount and getting all of those toxins out and everything moving out. So thank you for sharing your incredible knowledge around it and your story. You're welcome. What's my pleasure. So I know that you work with people one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so remind us where we can find you. Right. Um, yeah. So you mentioned my website, I think in the beginning, mm -hmm. that's marikasteen.com and that's M-A-R-I-E-K-E-S-T-E-E-N. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way when I'm spelling my name. I'm like, how do I spell it? <laughs> And that'll also be in the show notes so people can, you know, cl right. click directly there. So, and then I have a close Facebook group uh, mm -hmm. that's called uh, Holistic Health for Women. And that's basically where I do most of my communication and where most of the things are going on. So nice, yeah, nice. If you're interested, you're welcome to join. Join that. Nice. Yeah. So I'll also put the link to that um, so people can get there directly from the show notes. So, okay, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much again for coming on today. Yeah, what's a pleasure. All right. I will see you guys next time.